Okay, today's topic is uh, such a something that's really near to my heart since I recently signed up for therapy. Um, coming out of a year and a half, almost two years sabbatical, finding myself in an area, in a place where a spiritual, emotional place that felt far away from what I thought it's going to be. Um, separating from my husband, quitting my job, starting up businesses, closing them down, selling them out, take a leave <laughs> for a couple of months, doing absolutely fuck all. Um, getting back in the job market, landing a fabulous, well, salary, and a job that I'm quite comfortable with. So, um, friends of mine was really helping me to get to the point to sign up <laughs> for therapy. I've never had a therapist before. I'm aware of the trade of, of the industry, but I've just never really got into it. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to actually discuss. You just help this dog up. Nina, out, out. <sighs> Goodness. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about today was first of all what came up for me my objections for therapy against therapy and then secondly after I signed up and I'm you know on on the train what has been my takeaway so far my learnings and um, the value adds for me I think that's that's really worth sharing and pointing out so let's start with the objection so <laughs> I'm an engineer by trade I live in a world of engineering and um, one of my, the things that we are taught is to avoid the unknown and, and that was really for me the biggest thing about therapy. I don't know how it works, I don't know what to expect, I don't know how to manage it and what I'm actually saying is I don't know how to control it. and not being in control of a journey and investing so much money in it really made me feel uncomfortable and just, you know, just avoid it. I mean, nobody else is really pushing me or pressurizing me for doing it. So I had no idea where to place this as part of my coaching journey. And therefore, I just decided I'm going to dismiss it. Because I didn't understand the value. So that was a biggie for me. The, the second one was finding the right fit. So this is now after friends of mine convinced me that it's a good idea to do therapy. And over a couple of months, I eventually decide, okay, I'll, I'll at least look if I can find somebody that catches my attention 
you know, I'm so, I'm so pompous about it and so arrogant. And now coming from a context of the coaching journey, coaches out there and, you know, they are so open to show themselves and what they do and who they are and the results that they generate. It was really such a staggering contrast when it gets to therapists. Now I'm based in South Africa, so in this environment, therapists are legally bound not to share a lot. Um, in my opinion, they don't share at all, which is for me a problem in itself. So that was really a big objection for me. It was like, I can't find anybody. And I read up on reviews, like I, I googled, I literally googled therapists um, in our big cities in Johannesburg and Cape Town. And I, I just, like, there was nobody that really catches my attention. Like, really, ah, oh, ah, oh, this person, this one gets me. Like, they are focusing on something that I really struggle with. So, oh my God, it was, I dismissed one by one. And what I actually did, I googled it, got their names, and then searched them in, on the social media platforms to see if they're actually active and what they're all about, who they are, just to get a feel for it. Um, needless to say, they didn't really turn out a lot. And secondly, I had a little bit of a short list. <laughs> Trust me, I had a short list. So I went with, I interviewed three therapists. And I mean, they were as much surprised and kind of uh, like just, what do you call it? Take, taken out of, you know, by surprise, I guess as much as I was pushing for, for answers and for them to show themselves. And uh, I really wanted to understand what their big focus are, what is, you know, to unpack the journey for me, what I'm going to sign up for. Um, it was really a biggie for me. And once again, just a massive objection, just not to have to go get into it. And then the last one, is one of the beliefs that I had and I was I've been public about this. I I've always believed that women don't need therapy. And we own the only thing we need is a new perspective. <laughs> so I mean by saying that I literally spoke it over my life and start believing it and just really almost turning it against it. And it is obviously with the intention that there's space for therapy. I mean, if you have a lot of trauma, and by God, who doesn't have trauma? But I thought, like, if you have intense trauma, <laughs> you should really get therapy. Like, if you feel fucked, you should get therapy. And the reality is that I felt fucked on a different level. A level that I wasn't really open to acknowledge and to, to dig into. Because it was a it was a space where I am not sure that I can save myself and I can pull myself out of it. Interesting how I avoided that. So, and given that I am, you know, a problem solver with myself, I'm a self-starter, you know, that whole saying about women get shit done. <laughs> that in itself is so toxic because it implies that we, we don't need help. Like, we are so strong. We can just do everything by ourselves. 
and I think it's ignorant if if we think that we should be doing it. And I think that's a lot of the the message of the feminists to like we have to just drive it by ourselves. And I think you know, surely there's. I mean, I consider myself as a feminist as well. Therefore, you know, putting my bras is is always an option. And I'm also one of those that do do believe that I have to do it myself. And yeah, it, it comes from childhood trauma, of course. That's why I think that. But I've been proven otherwise. I've been I've seen how much how much more fun it is to do it with other people, to explore oneself with others, to experience yourself with others, and especially in a co- coaching container. Oh, that's just next level fabulosity. Like it's just amazing. So no. Um, I think also part of this belief that, you know, women don't need therapy, we, we just need a new perspective, is also gaslighting myself, trying to um, pretend maybe things are okay and I've got everything under control. Of course, I feel I'm in control of the things I am in control. And the things that I'm not in control, I avoid as if it doesn't exist. Because I've never learned how to address that in myself without shame and blame, without regret, and in a, in a, in a positive um, learning environment where it's okay to address the things that I don't control. And let's unpack what it means and also find the parts that I do control. So it is easier for me to avoid these parts of me. So... To, to avoid interrogating myself on a psychological level and to be really honest with the, the things and parts of myself that I don't have hope and light and love for. So <laughs> I think after the first session, I coined the term psychological suffering because that's really where I felt I was. Just... Contrasting it against, I think, what it would have meant to be, you know, in a good space. <laughs> it's just, I wasn't there. I'm definitely in, in a place where I can benefit from therapy. And let me just paint a picture. I am separated from my husband. We are getting a divorce. I am in a job that's way more, paying me way more than I thought I should ever get. And I'm actually in a, in a good environment. Um, even my place where I stay, my dogs are here. Like under on the, on the surface. Oh, and I'm, I'm paying my debt off. Like I've got masses of debt. Well, well not that much, but I, I do have a lot of debt. And I'm saving. I mean, I am in, in a financially really good place. Um, I am on my career. I'm, I'm, I'm in a stable trajectory. Um, emotionally, I, I don't have any breakdowns and anxieties. I do have depression when my cycle is running, but I never thought that much of it. Um, so I should, I always think like from a third party's point of view, I should be quite fucking happy. Why are you crying? You've got a really good gig going. So um, it's very easy for me to avoid and just dismiss the the harder parts 
the parts that I don't feel comfortable in, that I do feel ashamed with, that I, that brings me down, makes me depressed, that or like just make me want to fucking cry or kill somebody. So, you know, that is, it's definitely a strong objection in my life. So, with that in mind, I eventually signed up. Thank fuck for that. I did it. So, I took the plunge. Um, I filled in a little onboarding form. I got the link and I was sitting in front of this guy um, 600 kilometers away on a screen and he asked me, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> Unpack it for me. Where are you? And for the next 40, 50 minutes, I was crying. I was bulking. I couldn't believe how much grief I had in myself. That I, I, was, I was in a place where I felt at, at my wit's end. And remember, I'm a, I am after all the problem solver. And there's problems in my life where I got to that I just couldn't, I couldn't solve it. I, I'm, I'm just way beyond um, any of my ideas of what I should be doing um, to, to address these things in my life. I was really standing in front of a person I couldn't expect any, um, you know, what do you call it? Solving my problems. He's not there to solve my problems. But I was standing with him, in front of him, bare. I was like, this is me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But this is me. <laughs> and this guy was just such a great listener. <laughs> Let's call it a listener. He was just taking me as it is, acknowledging. So this, this is where my takeaways now step in. The, ta the takeaways that I had since then. So the first session was really um, realizing the, the place I'm in is not a place where I feel com confident and, and um, in control of my life. It, it felt, it felt really, and I think that the point, the takeaway was for once sitting down, having to verbalize it was incredibly liberating, acknowledging, acknowledging that shit is going down and it's going down fast and we've been around in this shit for quite some time. So that was immense experience for me. To have that time, this is another takeaway. To sit in front of a person that you're paying to listen. You're paying them for 40 or 50 minutes. They have to listen. They also are not going to shame you for it. For whatever you say, however you express yourself. And they are, they are not going to sympathize either. They are not a friend. This is not just a friendly chat. Because in my experience with friends and family, I, I've learned to adjust my message so it's likable. I mean, it's true, but it's also likable. And with this person, suddenly there's no pressure on that. I don't have to make it likable. I can just be honest 
can I can just put myself out there and there's no agenda. Or fuck knows what is the agenda because I still don't know after two months of therapy. Like I just oh, I don't know where we're going with this. But there's been quite a few sessions that has totally unlocked a part of me that's been dormant and locked away for such a long time. And the power, what really helped me with that was the power of him acknowledging my experience without sympathizing or shaming me for it. Just for once, making it real. That it's, it is happening. Because I also felt as if it's not my life. I'm, I'm, I didn't feel as if I'm living my life. I, I don't know whose life I'm living. I, I don't even know, even know who's the who that I'm talking about. When I'm saying I, I don't feel who, you know, I don't feel as if I'm owning my experience. So it was really, it's, it's been just a space that I could sit in for an hour. Okay, 50 minutes. 50 minutes where I can express it as, I, as it is. I can say on my mind, I can say what is on my mind without having to tone it down. <laughs> um, and he is able to acknowledge my experience. He's pointing out my patterns that I don't always recognize, pointing me back to things that I've previously said about other areas in my life and how it's the same pattern same trend <laughs> and one of the great takeaways for me was how I have this hour this 50 minutes <laughs> the 50 minutes per week that I can bring all the attention to myself and my experience without any fear and any, any thought for dimming somebody else's it's all about me I can proudly claim it. I can own it. This is about me. And I'm paying somebody to make it about me. Oh, it is. It was really such an unlocking experience for me. And then another one of the takeaways was also letting go of an outcome. So <laughs> in the coaching world, we are working towards specific goals or expectations, right? When, that you co-create. In therapy, it's a lot of talking and not really a lot of dedicated goals. Um, and that's really what was one of my, to be honest, what's one of my objections. Like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what we're working towards. And then... In these sessions, what was really liberating for me is to take that pressure off. Like, it's there's just no expectation to, to reach a certain point today. Like, you should be there on your journey of self-discovery, or you should be making progress. Or Like, there's, there's no perfect woman that I can compare myself with. It's just me. It's only me. And what matters is what happened the past seven days. What came up for you? So, for the first time, I was able to really taste what it feels like to literally letting go of an outcome and just letting it be. Trusting the process. Ah, 
so much fun. And yeah, so then um, taking that time to, to reflect on, you know, what's been going on in my mind, claiming that time and owning it for, you know, really that mindfulness reflection, which I do struggle with, like just sitting still and <laughs> reflecting on a broader scale on where I am in my life and, and not where I am in my life, but kind of what, what does, what is the things that happened over the past seven days? I mostly try to avoid it because it doesn't always feel good. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not living an experience where my days feel good. So who want to reflect on that shit? Nobody. Of course, that's why you're going to avoid it. <laughs> so this is my space and time. Where it's okay to, to go back and, and point out the stuff that was hard, um, the intense emotions that came up, the lethargy, the boredom, um, the yearning for more, wherever, wherever I am, I can bring it up and I can, I can just mention it. And what has been incredible is how many aha moments I had by myself. Um, by myself meaning like during the sessions and afterwards one of the big things was like I totally dim my, my light I love being in front of an audience having an audience putting up an, an act and making enjoyable situations or experiences for people having fun like that is my gig and I just lost that part of me I accommodated so many people and circumstances and rules that it's I, I totally lost that in me and I think that's part of why my my soul feels as if it's just like I don't know finds itself in a very lonely dark space because I'm not expressing that part so that's been really that's been an amazing takeaway for me that I can step up. And, and another thing is how I'm not satisfied with my circumstances. <laughs> and saying it out loud. I mean, it feels as if I'm breaking societal rules by not being satisfied with my privilege. Fuck my life. Like, you be very careful to not be satisfied with your privilege. You must be so grateful for what you have. I mean, that is such, the, that is a total toxic way of living your own privilege. I mean, we all have privilege, but not acknowledging the part of you that's not satisfied with it is, is really stiffening, stifling your growth in that area, growth for me in that area. So it's, it's um, for once I was able to own it and say it and liberate myself from the silence and isn't that where it all starts is with that awareness with owning owning that shit owning your own shit that is the first steps in recovery in 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 thriving god i'd, I'd love to thrive i, I don't want to just survive i'd really love to be in a space where oh just flying flying into a space in a, in a place or a, a life that feels light it feels free and it feels like a lot of fucking fun that's where i i want to be 
so yeah this has been for me an incredible time um and it's highly recommended if it's been on your mind just do it <laughs> maybe you're obviously called to do it so do it and that's something to also acknowledge these these things that's on my mind are the things that needs to be there that needs attention that wants attention that want to come out want to like express itself and move on it's just the next decision it's just another action to take like just do that thing like just do it so yeah that's my share for today love you all bye Everybody. Welcome to Hustle with Ease, where I and my guests show up for you authentically and honestly about building and growing our businesses. It's all about the blood and the gore and the mindset work behind the growth. The spectacular failures and the stuckity stuck as fuck that keeps us paralyzed and that propel us forward. Thank you for joining me to get the rundown of soulful business magic that makes better businesswomen thrive.